It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Hey, I'm Sarah. When people asked me and my husband, Matthew, about our birth plans, our answer was simple. We're doing it at home. So this is a podcast all about our home birth journey. Hey, everyone. I am Sarah Bivens, and sitting next to me here is my baby daddy and goofy dance partner for life. Matthew, Matthew, how you doing today? What's up, Mama? Hi. I'm doing awesome. I'm happy to be here. I went outside this morning. I took the dogs out, and it felt like fall was oh. in the air. Yeah, there's a little nip of fall, even though it's going to be like 90 degrees this mm. afternoon. So, I'm awesome because of that. Nice. Bet you had a nice night last night too, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we were uh, we were doing it at home, weren't we? <laughs> <laughs> we are doing it at home. That'll come in later episodes, but just in a short oh. word or two, how do you experience sex with a uh, woman who's nine months pregnant? Wow. <laughs> not what you thought it could be, huh? Absolutely not what I thought it could be. Um, I think I, I, I never knew I would be so turned on by your pregnant body. And it's not like I, I walk around now and I'm out and I see other pregnant women. I'm like, damn. Okay, because that definitely happens. For anyone who is listening that is pregnant or you're going to be pregnant, there are men out there who are very into pregnant oh, yeah. bodies. And you will see the eyes kind of go up and down and you're like, oh, 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 hi. Oh, no, no, no. This isn't for you. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're getting off on a tangent right we now. Are, but, but No, no, it's cool because when we were running the Peachtree Road Race, you were getting a lot of attention mm-hmm. a lot of eyeballs and and even more i mean folks were running up next to you and shouting things from the sidelines so yeah it happens and uh yeah i never thought i would be a, a guy who was super turned on by pregnant body but something about yours <laughs> something about your lady lumps all right all right well we will definitely get into some more juicy stuff like that in later episodes but let's get back on track for what we are planning on talking about today and what that is is our journey to choosing home birth actually our decision making process throughout that and it kind of starts before we even got pregnant right it's kind of a journey that started just in those in those initial conversations and family planning and intentional work that we were doing to prepare for getting pregnant so what do you remember about that time when we were deciding whether or not when we were going to become pregnant so i remember 
I mean, it's is August right now. We got pregnant in December. What, in December, I remember conversations. I think in November, where we had talked about when we wanted to have kids, and we said, "Let's get pregnant in the middle of 2016." Mm-hmm. This was in November, and we were both cool with that. And then fast forward a few weeks, and I think the idea of of having a baby was just marinating in our minds. Mm-hmm. And we were like, you know, I don't want to wait. You know, I, I may have said it and then you were like, yeah, I don't want to wait either. And so we decided in December to go ahead and, and start creating a family. Mm-hmm. And holy crap, it happened fast. Wham, bam. Thank you, ma'am. Yeah, dude. It was like the first week of intentional lovemaking yep. and we were pregnant. Yeah. Like immediately. Exactly. And at the time, I had no, I hadn't been thinking about the birth Right. I wasn't thinking about like, are we doing a hospital? Are we gonna do it at home? No. I think I just had the typical script, typical belief that it'd be a hospital, mm-hmm. just because I, I hadn't seriously considered anything else, and I hadn't seriously seen anything else in TV or movies or things I'd read. It was it was always just hospital. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, my first inclination when I took the home pregnancy test was, okay, well, we go to the OB. We go to my guy now and we see, we confirm the pregnancy and then we mm-hmm. just go from there. And without, without taking any other sort of measures to explore anything else or have conversations with people outside of those appointments, we would have just kept rolling with that. I mean, we went to three or four appointments before we, we you know, diverted our plan, but without without looking into any other options, that just would have been the route we went. You know, like there, you just don't think of any other um, potentials initially. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think to the principle of consciousness creates and how you and I are very big believers in that and we align with that. So, yes, I see how we could have gone down that route, but I think we were always destined to home birth because mm-hmm. we put people in our lives who when we became pregnant, those conversations opened up. Sure. And we we put ourselves in situations where we had the opportunity to be exposed to new possibilities. Mm -hmm. And so I I remember, you know, some of your clients at the gym, I think it was Liz, who was talking about having a midwife friend Mm -hmm. or a doula friend. Mm -hmm. And some of the women in in the community... um, are doulas and mm-hmm. or, or who have who have been at home births right. and so these people were around us and these people are close to us and you know we have intimate conversations with them so i think we created the home birth well before we even began thinking about home birth because of who we were we were hanging around and i think our i don't know i think our spirits were drawn to them for a number of reasons one of them being they do things naturally and powerfully, and that's how we wanted to bring baby Maya into the world. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, 
and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Sure. I think you make a really great point there. You know, getting a, a powerful context for home birth and what it was and is for certain people around us, like you said, who had experienced that themselves. Yeah. You know, a couple of people who were actually mm-hmm. born at home. So, That's true. you know, a lot of people don't have resources like that or don't have people they're intimately connected with to have those types of conversations. So I think that really did empower, I know for me in particular, as as the the woman, you know, as carrying the baby in those OBGYN appointments, and I'm sure it empowered you as well, to have those open, honest conversations with him that we were thinking about other options once we started to think about them. Yeah. And I can see how that would be a super intimidating, scary process to, you know, be with this doctor, you know, for many women, that's their OB that they've had for years, or that's someone who was like their sister or their moms. It may even be the person that delivered them. So there's this uh, perceived pressure that you need to please in this scenario that involves you and your body so intimately and so, mm. uh, yeah. Be loyal to them. Right. I'm sure it's right. Like some, to be, some people feel. Yeah. And feeling like you can't voice that you want something different or you don't even know what you might want because you haven't been given that option or you haven't been told what the other possibilities are. So that really empowered me to go into those conversations. And you you remember we let him know what, like day two? I think it was a second appointment. We let him know. But I do remember you having to like put your big girl pants on to go in there and say that. Like, Oh, sure. I had it, a little bit of, you know, heightened pulse in my yeah, heart yeah. a little bit. Yeah, for sure. It, it was nerve wracking because, you know, in, in, in our OB in this case, um, he wasn't somebody that. Well, he wasn't who you went to for for some of your like the gynecological visits. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So yeah. you had so you had a relationship with him a little bit, but yeah. that's a doctor I saw you know once a year for the two years we've yeah. been living in Atlanta. So, but but that means that you can identify with people who have some sort of built up oh, rapport sure. with the doctor going into the conversations about hey, listen, we're considering something different, and like you said, we had that conversation with him on the second visit. And what I appreciated about that is you were very honest. You know, you, we, we had discussed what we wanted and you were very honest and upfront with him about the fact that we were looking at other things. Mm-hmm. And I think he appreciated that because he was then in turn very honest and upfront with us sure. that it was his professional stance that you do not do a home birth mm-hmm. and that he was, you know, he didn't work with, with, uh, patients who were choosing home birth mm-hmm. and it was really cool because it was two parties who were on who were thinking different things both being very what's the word kind mm-hmm. <laughs> i mean very like mature sure. very uh there wasn't any animosity he was he didn't feel salty towards us we didn't feel pressured by him it was just like hey this is what we're feeling and he said cool here's where i'm at and we're like awesome yeah, it was a really great situation. And the way I remember describing it to him, I 
was not surprised on his stance. I kind of anticipated that, but I could respect it. Yeah. And I feel like because of the way the communication was open, because we were very firm in who we were being, uh, you know, we kind of reached a point where I remember saying, you know, I feel like we understand each other, even though we don't agree. Yeah. And that was huge to be able to have a mutual respect and understanding, but we don't have to agree. And I think he respected us a lot in turn through that process because we were just so open and transparent about where we were at. So, and he was an awesome dude. If he would have been willing to do home birth, I think we, you know, he probably would have stuck with him. He was awesome. So we really did have an amazing experience. I would say, despite, you know, not completely seeing eye to eye, but as far as that situation could have gone and how it did, I feel like it was very smooth and and very magical the way that it turned out. It was smooth. I'm, I'm I'm appreciative of that because it it had the potential to not be that smooth. And I imagine that's a lot of people out there who are contemplating home birth or who've brought it up with their with their doctors mm-hmm. haven't had such a pleasant experience bringing that that up because maybe they have felt pressured and, and all this and that. And so, um, yeah, I mean, we, we were fortunate. I think that we did some preparation beforehand. You and I had some very uh, real conversations about it. We talked about you know what our fears were. We did a lot of our own research. Mm-hmm. By that point, I think it was by that point, you you had um, set up a number of calls with midwives and doulas. Mm-hmm. Like we really spent the time and energy to learn about our options so that when we did have the conversation with him, we were firm in what we were in our stance that we were exploring. We were somewhat educated on it. I mean, it was still new to us, but we were, we were you know, learning and, and discovering things. And you and I were on the same page. And so having done the research, having been firm and having had communication between us helped when we went into that setting to, to, to talk to you know, our OB at the time. So um, I think that's a great thing for, for you listening if you're preparing to have that same conversation, you know, do your research. Absolutely. And what that made me think about is be very clear on what it is you want to experience and embrace and be be at peace with what it is you want to experience. So some of the biggest things that started to alert me that maybe hospital was not the route for us, I didn't want to be hooked up to monitors. I didn't want the fluorescent lighting. I didn't want to be lying on my back. And these were all things that were very huge possibilities if we were to go with home birth and even if everything was going beautifully and smoothly and I didn't need to be hooked up to any drugs or monitors you know which he said was a possibility yeah you know Mm -hmm. even if they did let me walk around there was this huge looming thing he may have not even been there because he was planning a trip around the time yeah he was to deliver so let's say I made all of these plans and made all of these visions with this doctor and then a new one shows up on the day of birthday And it's like, all that goes out the window. So I just, I knew, I was very clear that I didn't want that. And so then that shifted to what I did want. And I think it's more powerful to be clear on what you do want. Mm -hmm. But for me, the the signals were just what I didn't want. And that's what started alerting me to then moving towards what I did want. And I did want mobility. I wanted peace and quiet. I wanted my own setting. I wanted to choose who would be there. And, you know, I wanted to be uh drug drug free so that was that was what i wanted and so that would be one of my biggest recommendations to anyone going through this process no matter what they end up choosing 
what facility is to just be very clear on what you want and your vision for that day. Yeah, because it's it's about you. Yes. It's about baby. It's about, you know, the couple and the family. And Mm -hmm. so make it about you. Sure. You know, there's nothing selfish in that. And so we did the OB thing for a little while and um, we went to maybe three or four appointments and then. During that time, we were also researching, like, where else can we go? What yeah. are, are our other options? Mm-hmm. And so we started to, to I think, soften our stance of non-hospital options. So we went from traditional hospital setting with a couple of accommodations right. to a non-traditional hospital setting. So it's kind of like hospitals that had more of that holistic vibe Mm -hmm. you know hospitals where we could walk around and eat things and do all this but you're still in a hospital setting yeah and those were few and far between yes very very few options there. yeah and then we started looking into birthing centers Mm -hmm. and i remember um thinking that a birthing center sounded like a great in-between like Mm -hmm. it was there were there was like a medical facility in my mind it's like a medical facility it's clean it's sterile there's trained people there i don't even remember if they actually have doctors on staff but they're probably affiliated with a hospital very close and yet we still had some of the home comforts we could still you know walk around and sit on a yoga ball and be in a shower because they they're set up to accommodate for people who want that sort of non-traditional thing so we looked into the birthing center and and what was it they it wasn't even built yet it was in process it is at now open actually now it's open the atlanta birthing center and i think it's an amazing addition to options here in atlanta yeah. for women who want more of that type of experience but maybe just aren't as drawn to home birth uh, but it wasn't at open the at the time. And but you had I, connected with... I had connected with someone there, and I was interested in it. Um, but just as that was happening, I also got connected with who are now our midwives. Yeah. And that just, like, flowed effortlessly. And that just kind of took off, whereas, you know, I wasn't entirely sure on where we were going to be at with the, with the yeah. birthing center. So that's just how it, how it unfolded. And what just popped in my mind was sort of my... My thinking, my thought process, and my level of comfort with anything outside of a hospital. So I had tons of fear, tons of fear about doing anything that wasn't in a hospital. We both, I think we kind of passed the baton at different points on who was more scared of what scenario before we eventually got an alignment, but we both kind of ping-ponged. Yeah, I mean, and my fears were like, well, what if something happens? Sure, of course. What if this happens? What if that happens? What if we need this? What if... Sarah goes into that. What if the baby and like all of that shit, all the what if stuff. And I just remember like even thinking about going into a birthing center at the time was like, oh, really, this is huge. <laughs> and, and and it's so funny being where I'm at now, so aligned with home birth, so excited to be welcoming Maya uh, in, in our home, in her home, that it's hard to put myself back in that place. But I totally remember feeling very anti anything other than hospital Mm -hmm. simply because I was very ignorant at the time to to some of the the I guess realities Mm -hmm. of of birthing right it's a lot of what we're programmed right yeah in in, uh, media mainstream media and you see just the hospital as the only option or if you do 
see any sort of home birth or holistic or alternative birthing situations, they don't look as inviting. Like they kind of seem like weird or Or it's a mistake. Like, oh, I went into labor and I'm in the kitchen. Crap, I got to squeeze this baby out of my living room. Like it's not intended. Yeah, they're not planned. They're not planned for the women who didn't know they were pregnant. Yeah, yeah. Um, So I I remember that. Um, But then we started looking into the... um, the birthing center mm-hmm. and at the same time you said we were also talking to doulas and midwives and we got introduced to the midwives who are now are mm-hmm. the, the the midwifery group which i think that's such a a cool word to say midwifery <laughs> midwifery <laughs> you gotta say it with an accent midwifery <laughs> step into the world of power loyalty and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChapaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChapaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. All right. Anyway. Um, and yeah, the first conversation we had with them, I remember walking to their, to their office, their mm-hmm. home office, pulling up in the car and judging the crap out of it. Because it was just out of someone's home. It was out of, it was like, yeah, yeah, the converted back half of someone's home into an office and being like, okay, this is the, all of the thoughts that like, I thought my mom would be, you know, pumping in or your parents would be pumping in about that's really, that's where you're going to (laughs) be given birth or or not, not there, but those are the people. And I thought them all. And then I remember sitting down with them and like immediately from the very first interaction, it was different. You know, we hugged them. Yeah. And there was three of them. Yeah. There was, there was the midwife and, and the two, what are the, the assistants? Apprentices. Apprentices. Uh, the main midwife and two apprentices. And we walked in the room and got huge hugs from all three. Big smiles. Which our, our OB was very kind. And oh, like, yes. You know, very it, congenial, very yeah. warm. Um, but then we started talking and... It was like, what questions do you have for us? Mm-hmm. Here's here's typically how we do things going through. And then an hour later, an hour later, yeah. we're like wrapping up. And I mean, all four of our OB visits were probably 45 minutes total time with him. Right. Across Waiting four visits. a lot of, yeah. And we had an hour with the three of them. And I was like, okay, this is different. And I like this. Mm-hmm. And I like this. And I want to say after that first visit, I was like, we're doing home birth. Yeah, we were sold. We, we went home. We uh, slept on it. We slept unquote, on it. Just to, you know, let the air settle. And we called them up the next day, I think. And that's a huge piece. Just the contrast in experience as a patient and yeah. as a woman and as a family. 
because uh, you've been to every single appointment. Um, yeah, all the OB appointments, all the midwife and all the midwife appointments to go from maybe taking an hour total to be at the doctor's office and see him for maybe about seven, eight minutes of that whole time to then shifting to a full hour with multiple people, not only doing the things that he would do, you know, checking on how you're doing physically, but how are you? What's yeah. going on? You know, how are you feeling emotionally? What's going on with the family? What's the plan for the birth? Like, how do you see this? Have you thought about this? Are you doing this? It's really this this guided support system and network along with your prenatal care, which we would see them once a month, I believe, for the first few months. Yeah. And now we're at a stage where we're going to see them every week. Yeah, so it was once a month. And then when we got to like month, what, seven or eight? seven mm-hmm. six or seven i don't know it became uh twice a month mm-hmm. so every other week and then now we're seeing them weekly mm-hmm. and they'll actually be coming over here tomorrow yes to check out the to house do the, do the home visit so yeah and you know i'm i'm aware that it these are very different setups very different um the way that it's organized hospital versus midwife and hospitals they have to operate the way that they operate just based on the the patient load and the the time frame that doctors can spend with patients, and then and the amount of uh, charting and and just make sure that you get your your T's crossed and your I's dotted and all that stuff, and and, and all of that contributes to the amount of uh, FaceTime you get with the doctor. Mm-hmm. I mean, my you know my dad's a doctor, mom's a nurse, so I'm I'm not um, uh, this isn't new for me, you know, going through that. So I I say that. Because I want to make sure that I'm I'm not just saying oh, oh the doctor didn't have all the time for us and the midwives had all this time for us. No, I realize that that's sort of how things work. Sure. Um, but I do remember the feeling that I had after that first midwife appointment. That was like, yeah, this is what we're meant to experience. Mm-hmm. Because of what you said that that holistic that holistic experience, like they they covered everything, and there was so much time devoted to just what do we want to ask mm-hmm. you know and and of course they had their 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 you know agenda that they were going to go through and tell us about these different things and ask us questions but so many questions about you know how to how have you talked to your parents about it what do they mm-hmm. feel about it like how are you feeling mean, it was just it was awesome it was really you know having done four months of ob visits to shift it up and be like wow okay mm-hmm. this is different this is cool and it really aligned with just how we do things. Mm-hmm. It really is a, a process about creating that space for a connected, trusting, intimate relationship with these people who you're going to welcome into your home. They're going to be all up in your most intimate, delicate parts and helping you usher forth this new human, launching this life form yeah. from you. So it's it's really about that relationship building. And like you mentioned, we switched, I think we were around 17 or 18 weeks okay. when we switched over to um, the midwives. And, you know, for anyone listening, it's never too late to switch over. I no, mean, they've had isn't. women in their third trimester switch over if, you know, they realize that that's what they want to do. So uh, switch over, meaning like you go for six, seven months with an OB mm-hmm. and then month eight. Or month seven, you're like, you know what? I really want to do something different. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what Sarah's talking about. Yeah. Like, the midwife group that we're working with, they've had people who've gone six months with an OB and have changed at the 
you know, the last minute to to their group. Like, and it's never too late. I've that, and that's what I think has been so powerful about moving into this home birth experience for me is really setting the tone and affirming for myself that I have the ability to choose what I want to experience and say yes to certain things and no to certain things. Yeah. And I think that's a really great lesson to start learning now in this pregnancy stage, especially now going into the next stage, which is where another little human needs you for everything 24-7. And you can kind of lose sight of what you want and voicing that and articulating that. But I think uh, home birth moms get a really great opportunity to practice that throughout pregnancy and, and going into that magical birthing experience, you know, this date with the universe as the mm. midwives like to put it. And I just love that phrase. I use it all the time now, my date with the universe. Um, but really being at peace and, and emboldened and empowered to share what it is you want. Yeah. Yeah. And, and midwife, I'm sorry, not midwife, home birth moms and parents, have so many opportunities to practice non-judgment and compassion and what to do when people are dumping their fears on you and all sorts of stuff because home birth is not traditional. It's how things were done back in the day. Yeah, it's but the most traditional non-traditional. Yeah, <laughs> but like, you know, in 2016, it's... It's not. I mean, I think I was looking up statistics earlier today. One percent. One percent of the U.S. Yeah. Which is a lot of babies. There's a lot of people in yeah. the U.S. That's still number wise. That's a lot of people. But as far as percentage, that's pretty small. Yeah, it's small. And however, I don't think. I think that I don't know. I imagine the number of people who've considered home birth is a lot higher. Mm-hmm. But they were talked out of it Dissuaded. or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So. As, as as I was saying, like home birth parents just have amazing opportunity, yes, to communicate what they do want, what they don't want, but then also to just be compassionate towards other people who don't understand or to to rep non-judgment themselves when people are throwing judgment at them or to approach things with love when other people approach them with fear. It's been such an amazing uh, training ground for me. You know, and I'm excited to get into some of those in, I think the next episode we're going to be doing is about... Yes, pushbacks. Yeah. The some, pushbacks yeah. you receive when you share your news that you're going with home birth. Um, Ooh, like boy. Matthew mentioned, that training ground, it is a awesome opportunity to reaffirm for yourself why you've chosen that and gives you... Even more opportunities, like you said, to rep patience and understanding and to educate some people. You know, I think a lot of times those fears and that pushback comes from just a place of not understanding and maybe looking for a way as best they can. Sometimes it doesn't come off lovingly, but looking for a way to understand. And if you can be that person, if you can be that source of of patience and understanding, you know, some people might get educated. <laughs> yeah, I know you've educated a couple of folks. And, um, but that's the next episode and, you know, for, for this episode, just to wrap things up, I mean, our, our journey to home birth was an amazing one. Um, still ongoing, which makes still it ongoing. cooler. Yeah. Cause we are at week 30, middle of 36, middle of 36 right now. So baby Maya is still cooking. And, uh, so it's pretty cool that we're recording this, you know, these be- the beginning of this, this podcast is pre- Home birth. Yes. 
Yeah. I think that's pretty fascinating. So you get to hear yeah. it before and after. And uh, we want to hear from you too. We want to hear your stories, your questions, maybe about our home birth journey that we shared or to share part of yours in your decision-making process, whichever option that was for you. Uh, we want your involvement. So connect with us. We're on Twitter at D-I-A-H podcast. And you can shoot us an email if you want with any of your questions or comments at D-I-A-H podcast at gmail.com. So it's doing it at home podcast. Yeah, I definitely want to hear people who have uh, contemplated home birth and just how they're feeling going from the more traditional um, birthing ideas for, you know, hospitals and things like that. And just what what they've come across when their research or questions they've had, reach out to us. Let us know. Um, we might be able to point you to, towards some resources, or you know, we'd love to share your story on the on the podcast as well. So, like Sarah said, diah podcast at gmail and at diah podcast on Twitter. And uh, yeah, that's all for today. And um, we'll just be here hanging out, doing it at home. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. <laughs>